From Phoenix to Fredonia, Tucson to Tuba City, the Arizona Department of Transportation is connecting Arizona. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Now you're connected to On the Road with ADOT. Well, good day, wherever you may happen to be. I'm Doug with ADOT Communications, and we're so happy to have you with us on our On the Road with ADOT podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about stuff that uh, is important to everybody. If you like to not be a hermit and you want to be connected to the internet machines, uh, we are actually going to uh, help you with that in some parts of the state that uh, don't really have that. We're here with Brad Burgess. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Doug, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. And give us your, your what you are, uh, what is your official f- highfalutin title? Yes, uh, I am the ADOT Broadband Program Administrator. And that means what? I help manage the broadband projects across the strait, um, work a lot with the Arizona Commerce Authority as well as the governor's office. So you uh, you uh, hobnob with all, all sorts of people all, all over the state. How long have you been with us here at ADOT? Um, been with ADOT for five years and with the broadband office for about the last two years. Okay. So um, broadband is something that uh, people might have heard of. I think pretty much everybody's familiar with the internet, one would hope, right? And if you're somebody who lives in the Metro Phoenix area, Metro Tucson, and some of the bigger communities throughout the state, you know, we just take for granted that we can uh, more often than not get on our uh, computer at home or get on our television at home and, and watch uh, uh, Netflix or Amazon or Disney Plus or whatever. Or more importantly, maybe we get in touch with our email, manage our work, do our home office as we've over the last several years, more people are working out of home and so forth. But that's not true everywhere in Arizona, is No, that's actually correct. Good point. Um, We've become kind of um, used to broadband at our fingertips, if you will. Mm -hmm. And a lot of rural areas, a lot of the rural communities, um, it's not that easy. A little bit of a challenge to receive the same connectivity that we do. The Arizona Commerce Authority actually just published a uh, study, I think almost close to a million, around maybe 900,000 underserved and unserved households around Arizona. And so that's almost a million households, which means More probably probably triple that at least of people. So a good 40% of the state, I'm just, I'm not good at math, but I mean, there's a huge percentage of the state that doesn't, can't t- take for granted the fact that they can just d- uh, get on uh, the internet and pop up a website and do you know uh, remote learning or remote working if you live in some place in uh, rural arizona this is a huge problem for you and and we're working to correct it yep absolutely um i think the covid has you know not only magnified but impacted that need even more um with broadband you need it for everything nowadays for teleworking working from home the kids need it to do their school work um telemedicine's even become a big part of it as well and all this is made available through these projects that we're working on and again uh it's especially acute in rural arizona but even more so on uh native american communities the navajo reservation maybe tohono autumn i don't want to enlist them all but i mean th- there's some areas that have virtually zero internet access is that correct Yep, that's correct. Absolutely. It's a big challenge for them for this internet access. And so we're trying to help them as well with these middle mile projects. So when people think of ADOT, they obviously think of highways, they might think of the motor vehicle division, they might think of various other things, but internet doesn't generally come up. So what, how can we be of help? What are we doing uh, in terms of getting this internet? Because this doesn't seem to really be an ADOT thing, but obviously it is. Yep. So 
two to three years ago when the governor started this initiative to try to connect households throughout Arizona, ADOT became a big part of this because of our roadways. Um, the roadways are, right. like you said, used to connect people through transportation projects. Now we're connecting them in a bit of a different way, in a virtual way with the internet. And so ADOT has played a big role in these projects. Um, right now we're working on I-17 from Phoenix to Flagstaff, I-19 from Tucson to Nogales, and then I-40 from uh, Flagstaff to California. And so that'll be about 400 miles of what we call middle mile network. Mm-hmm. That'll be available for telecoms to jump into and then create those last mile uh, connections that actually arrive, the meaningful connections that actually arrive to people's households and businesses. And that's what we're looking for. So to back this up a little bit, in other words, because ADOT, if, if people don't realize this, ADOT, like most departments of transportation, perhaps all of them in the country, owns right-of-way. Uh, the, where the highways are located, there's room on either side of the highway, and if it's a divided highway, the middle of the highway is our right-of-way, which means that we have control as an agency of the government to manage not only the roadway, but if there are things like natural gas pipelines or other utilities that go through there, we have a role in making sure those things are, are there and sited correctly and operate correctly. And what people, especially if you've drive, driven up from, say, uh, Phoenix to Flagstaff or if you've driven Tucson to Nogales, you might have seen, tell us a little bit about what people have been seeing over the last few months or year or so that, that uh, may not, they may not know what we're doing. But what, can you explain exactly what we're doing in putting stuff in the ground and so forth? Yep, absolutely. Um, so as you're driving any one of those routes, and pretty soon you'll be seeing the same along I-40 from Flagstaff to California, you'll see lots of uh, construction going on on the side of the highway involving the installation of conduit. And so conduit is just basically a pipe in the ground mm-hmm. that carries fibers, and fibers is what delivers internet to your home. And uh, fibers can you know be as small as the size of a human hair, which is yeah. kind of hard to kind of fathom. Um, <laughs> Definitely. But you know that's what we're <clears throat> installing, and uh, we can install up to about 2,000 and some fibers inside that conduit, which will not only give us capacity in the future um, for internet, but as well as autonomous vehicles, our intelligent transportation systems, ITS, all those things that make the highway more efficient and more safer. Um, so we're a lot, lots involved into it and a, a lot's going into it, um, but that's what you can see along the highway is a lot of orange conduit and a lot of crews working uh, hard to put it in. And as you said, that conduit doesn't have just one hole to put fiber optic in. It has uh, several ports, if you will. I don't know the, the technical term, but I mean, this is for some time down the road. If technology that we may not even know exists or doesn't exist today, maybe 10 years from now does, this might be useful for that as well. So yeah. we're planning for the future. This isn't a one-shot thing. No, absolutely. It does hold uh, seven microducts, as we call them, and each duct can hold the 288 fibers, which equals over 2,000. And uh, I always like using the analogy of back in high school. I used to think I was the coolest kid walking around with the floppy disk drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, you thought you could hold everything you need on that floppy disk drive until with, a couple With years your Walkman, later. listening yes. to this cassette tape. Yep. yep. Yep, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, nowadays, right, we quickly advanced from the floppy disk drive to a thumb drive that held maybe 16 megabytes or a couple gigabytes, and now we're in the gigabyte and terabyte range. And so that's why it's important to plan for the future. Uh, how do you uh, kind of think about um, how, to what extent can you really uh, not predict, but, but kind of plan for what might be next? I guess it's just making room for it. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I guess, prepare for the worst and hope for the best um, kind of scenario. And so you just want to make sure. So I think what we're putting in the ground right now is going to definitely um, set us up for success in the future. 
Now, you mentioned where you're on I-17 now, you're on I-19 now in southern Arizona. You're not quite yet on I-40, but that's coming. What, what, what's the timeline? When, when do we look to have, uh, th- this is being done in phases, but what are some of the, are there, without getting to specific dates, but rough, you know, the spring of whatever, do, what, what are we looking at in terms of getting some of this completed? Yep, so I-17 and I-19, we're hoping, will be completed uh, early 2023, so this coming year, uh, probably around springtime uh, at the latest. And then I-40, will be uh, working on design all of uh, next year, basically, and then we hope to uh, get in, into construction uh, probably at the end of 2023 or early 2024. How much is this costing us? Good question. Uh, so, you know, broadband is expensive, um, especially with some of the um, the terrain that we have around Arizona. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we've all driven from Phoenix to Flagstaff, and sometimes the right-of-way, there's not much right-of-way there. You no, have there's a, not. You'll have a white line as the edge line, and then you have a guardrail, and then you have a 150-foot cliff. So <laughs> options are kind of limited a bit um, when installing this. So prices, prices tend to go up a little bit uh, depending on the difficulty of the construction or the dig. Uh, lots of rock, it's going to get a little harder. So anywhere between probably 200000 per mile to 400000 per mile is what we're seeing right now. But the good news, a lot of this money came actually out of COVID relief funds, correct? Yes, it came from uh, the American Rescue Plan Act, uh, which all states received a bit of money from. And so that money is going straight to uh, the broadband to build the middle mile network. And eventually when the private sector comes in to utilize this, there will be some ability to recover money from them. Is that correct? Do I understand that right? Yep, we'll be leasing out space within those seven ducks to uh, providers. Um, this is a huge you know, barrier that we're reducing by building these networks. Um, if we didn't build them, not sure when they would get built just due to the difficulty of these builds and the length of these builds. All in all, it'll be about 400 miles. And that's, uh, again, a pretty pricey price tag for you know a single provider or somebody to build. And so by us building these and having an open access network, it'll allow others to come inside and uh, create some uh, competition and hopefully, um, again, expand the broadband out to all communities you had mentioned touching on this a few minutes ago where some of this um, infrastructure will allow ADOT to improve traffic safety for people who who may drive between Phoenix and Tucson we know that there's a dust detection system down there with smart uh, technology that uh, changes the uh, speed limit if uh, the weather conditions call for that because visibility has been compromised Uh, this might allow for more of that even in northern Arizona but for winter weather can you talk a little bit about what we're hoping to see there yeah so this gives us the ability so anything along the side of the highway will be able to connect the fiber and so anything from those um, variable speed limit signs where the speed limit can actually increase or decrease based on the weather conditions to cameras to message boards um, all kind of um, options that we have at our fingertips uh, once you have fiber next to the roadway right now we're currently connected uh, wirelessly to a lot of those and wireless just isn't as reliable as a wired right. fiber optic network Right. And anybody that, that goes through a monsoon, like we've had the past several years in Arizona where uh, the, the rain gets to be quite uh, dramatic or certainly in winter weather, it, th- this really has a lot of possibilities for driver safety. Oh, yep, absolutely. With the uh, future of autonomous vehicles, even the electrical vehicle charging stations, they even need to be connected to fiber just for maintenance purposes to be able to know if the system is down or needs to be maintained. And so it brings about lots of opportunities. And that's something else that we're, that ADOT is working 
working on and probably a good podcast in the future. But uh, yeah, our, our plan is to have uh, electrical vehicle charging stations every 50 miles along Arizona's interstate system. And uh, yeah, it's going to require a lot of infrastructure for that as well. So yeah, already just in, in, in this conversation, we've learned a few things more about this is more beyond just getting uh, Google on your computer or uh, Stranger Things on Netflix or, or ESPN. This is this is well beyond that. Uh, telemedicine, uh, people forget about that, how up in um, many parts of the, the, the world where there's healthcare is kind of, uh, uh, it's harder to get to because you're not near a major population center. This is really going to be a godsend for, for increasing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think right now we're seeing the uh, transition from, you know, other utilities such as, you know, considered critical needs such as water, electricity. I think broadband is right up there in those categories for those exact reasons you just mentioned. Have you had any real surprises in all of this? Anything that that, uh, was an aha moment? I'm I'm throwing you under the bus here because we didn't really uh, talk about this, so maybe there aren't any, but uh, have you had anything like that? Uh, We we do uh, capture lessons learned during these projects. Um, So again, this is relatively new to ADOT. We're used to transportation projects, construction projects. Uh, involving the roadway and this is another roadway project so there are you know some lessons learned that we captured and we we end up uh, implementing them on future projects and so um, right now no major um, I guess aha moments uh, just the totality of it all you know realizing that there's a lot of people out there in households that we need to reach how does that make you feel, you and your team, that, that um, you, know, you know, five years ago you were just starting here and then you've been with your current position doing the broadband for about two years, that um, this is life-changing work for people? Oh, yep, absolutely. I'd put it up there. I spent 22 years in the military and probably uh, very equivalent to that rewarding feeling that you receive um, from that type of work. So the team is excited. Uh, we're just excited to really help kind of bridge that gap in broadband across the state. So speaking of bridging that gap, we, we were uh, joking a little bit earlier about how now, um, there's the expectation sometimes that because ADOT is putting in this this infrastructure that uh, you're going to be calling your friendly local uh, ADOT office or maybe go to the MVD and sign up and get Stranger Things, right? Yeah, so funny you should mention that. Uh, I've all already received, you know, quite a few uh, phone calls and letters um, just from cities, towns, counties, you know, and they, and it's understandable. They see the ADOT vehicles out there with the ADOT logo, the construction hats, and I uh, think that ADOT will be the one bringing them ESPN and Netflix <laughs> and uh, Hulu and all that. And so, again, we're just working to deliver the project, to put the project into the ground, and then we're looking forward to coordinating with the governor's office, the Arizona Commerce Authority, and others to help um provide that open access network for others to jump into so these these telecommunication providers all the names around the state that you currently get your internet service from uh, we're looking at them to help kind of jump into the conduit and then provide these lateral connections out to the houses so you can't walk into mvd and and order up hbo plus no not today not today probably not ever right MVD has enough to do, I think, and they do it well. Um, great. Anything that, if you were able to say, there's one thing people ought to know about this project from your point of view, what do you think that might be? Um, just, uh, you know, the, the coordination of it all. Um, everybody seems to be, uh, broadband seems to be on their to-do list or priority list as far as cities, towns, and counties. Um, lots of funding going around out there for broadband. And so we just ask that, uh, you know, coordination, and we're trying to do our best to stay in contact with everybody that's involved, the stakeholders, and we ask, you know, the same in return, that if there's somebody out there working on something uh, that might, you know, impact or cross one of our projects that we're looking for opportunities. Um, so any kind of coordination out there would be great. 
Great. So we've got the money to do it. We're in the middle of doing it. We're disrupting traffic very little, if at all, to make it happen. And at some point in the next couple of years, people who are in a digital desert are going to get uh, all they all they can possibly handle. We hope that's the that's the plan anyway. Yep, absolutely. We're looking forward to this and hoping uh, here in the next few years it's going to be a huge difference. And Brad Burgess from ADOT, the broadband office, is here to tell us all about that. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, this is really exciting stuff. And if people want to learn more about it, they can go to our website at azdot.gov and do a search on broadband and learn even more, right? Yep, Matt. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me. All right. Terrific. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate you being with us, Brad, and we appreciate you as a listener joining us here on the On the Road with ADOT podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending some time on the road with ADOT. To learn more about ADOT, visit our website at azdot.gov, where you can also connect with our links to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Flickr, and YouTube. That's at azdot.gov. Goodbye for now, and thanks for being on the road with ADOT.